what you expect. Let's get on a roll. Hey. It's about time for some quality control. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you have now reached the Quality Control Podcast where we have quality conversations with quality people that influence quality results. Today, Super Real Grande, I am one half of the podcast. Uh, my other host, Justin Miller, could not be with us today. Uh, but today I have a very special guest. Uh, this episode, we're going to deal with professional opportunity. You know, a lot of times people, you know, the saying is you stay ready so you won't have to get ready, whether that's self-defense, whether that's, you know, athletics or whether that's is just, you know, in the professional world. You need to stay ready. You need to stay prepared because good things happen to people that are prepared. So my guest today um, is a graduate of Mississippi State University. He's also a member of the illustrious Omega Psi Five Fraternity Incorporated. He's a husband and a father of two, and he is the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want to introduce to you none other than Mr. DeAndre Ward. DeAndre, give us the intro. Tell us about you. Give us your get it out the mud story, man. Man, Mario, I appreciate you having me on on the show, man. Uh, just a little bit about myself, man. I grew up in Alabama, pretty much raised in Alabama as well. A little town right outside of Montgomery called Wisconsin. Uh Was involved with sports a lot of my younger years. Been playing the sport of football since I was eight years old. Played a little basketball, a little baseball, a little track. But football was my ultimate passion, my, What I, the game that I really loved the most. Was fortunate enough to um, take it as far as I did, as far as playing goes. And even more fortunate to still be around the game as a professional. So a little bit about my story. Uh, like I said, I played throughout high school. Got to my senior year of high school. Didn't quite really know what the next step was for me. Uh, decided that I wanted to take my academic persistence like a little bit higher and uh, go to Mississippi State. And so I decided to go to Mississippi State to pursue my degree. And while I was also uh, enrolling in the school, I decided that I was going to take a gamble and walk on into the football team. Long story short, I was there, started off as a walk-on. If anybody knows the walk-on story, they know it's kind of it's a, it's a tough road to take. It's not built for many. It's easy to get sidetracked or overwhelmed or discouraged because you're not really seeing the fruits of your labor early on. But fortunately enough, I had the people, right people in my, my circle to kind of push me and motivate me to keep pressing and keep trying um, they believed in me more so than I believed in myself at the time. Long story short, I was able to receive a scholarship going into my sophomore year. I was able to be a part of, still to this day, one of the winning teams in program history in 2014. We were able to uh, get a bid to the Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida. I was able to go there, have a 10-plus win season. I was able to be a part of that team. And that just kind of like kind of drove me to see that whenever you do work hard, and you stay the course. And the biggest thing with me, starting out was just to earn the respect of my teammates because, I mean, that was the thing about football was that it's the ultimate team sport and you understand that locker room. If you've ever been a part of a locker room, that's the most important part of the entire entity of the team itself because the bond you build with those players, the bond you build with your brothers day in and day out, I mean, it's, it's indescribable. So that was a little bit about me and my journey. And now I've been blessed and fortunate on the professional side. I started my professional career as an actually an unpaid intern at the University of Maryland. Just kind of took my chance again. So I don't say I felt like this is my calling. This is where I was meant to be. I love everything that comes with the profession, the, the impact that I have on the players day in and day out. Like, like they say, man, we're in the mud. We're in the trenches a lot of times with the fans and people don't see on the outside. That's the work that's being laid down on the inside. 
And so those early mornings, late nights, I'm there with them just like I would as a player. And it's very, very fulfilling to see each one of those guys just continue to grow and mature and accomplish all the many goals. And along the way, we all win. So I've been able to have some great players that I've been able to coach and impact that have gone on to do great things. And like I said, along the way with their success has also come some success for me. My first full-time job was at the University of Cincinnati where we were able to win a lot of games there. I had a lot of fun. I was a very, very young coach, didn't really know much. But those guys, they embraced me. They looked to me. And it just helped me grow and mature as a, uh, as more of a professional as a coach. I was able to learn a lot, grow a lot. Uh, I was a- actually able to, two years later, uh, going into 2020, be able to come back to my alma mater as a uh, assistant coach as well. And so that was a great opportunity in itself to be able to not only play at the school I played for, but also be able to come back as a coach, be back close to the family at a time where we didn't quite understand what was going on at the time or what was about to, what was on the horizon with the COVID-19 which is like actually a perfect way for me to get close to the family during that time where we didn't have a lot of things we were doing were virtually, face-to-face, those type of things where I could actually go visit my family. We were all sheltered in place. We were in a safe environment. We could still see each other and communicate uh, face-to-face when needed. And so that just that time in, in itself just allowed me to grow more, kind of become a better husband, better father, and understand that priority. Like even though I'm working all the time, that I also have a – Outside duty, that's the most priority. That's the biggest priority, and that's making sure my boy and my wife are taken care of at all times. So that was a good time for us, like I said, to be back close to the home and also be able to do what I enjoy doing, and that's coaching at, um, at a high level and being around high-level guys. Um, I actually just, just I want to say April, just accepted the job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so now I'm actually jumping a level and no longer at the college level. Now I'm <laughs> – entering my rookie year as a coach at the NFL level. And all in all, it's been a process for sure, learning everything, learning new types of terminology, learning new schedules, the way in which the offseason conducted was completely different from the college level. But it's been, all in all, it's been a good process. And like once again, like the players have done a great job of understanding that it's, I'm kind of I'm new to it, so I'm still trying to learn. And I've been able to piggyback off those guys that have been around a long time and they've been working with me. And it's been a great experience so far. And I'm looking forward to the season ahead. We're trying to go win a Super Bowl, man. That's the thing. I got Tom Brady on my team. This is looking like his last year, so I'm just happy to be alone on the team and a rider on this journey. Man, that's crazy, man. It's like you got a front row seat to his last dance. How cool is that? Man, it's very cool, man. To see a guy like that that has excelled at a high level, at the highest level of the sport for a long, long time. You talk about longevity and just taking care of business, understanding that your body is a temple. And pretty much is doing everything in a way in which he conducts himself and the way in which everything that he does is very intentional. That's the thing that I'm looking forward to seeing the most as far as as we get into the season, just seeing a guy that understands exactly what he needs when he needs it and also holding the guys around him to a higher level. And, I mean, when you got a guy like that, you can't help but elevate your game, whether you're a coach, player, faculty, staff. Like It just makes everybody in the, in the whole organization better because you see a guy like that that has done it at a high level. You know he knows how to get the job done. So it's been a blessing. Like I said, I haven't really had that many intimate conversations with him yet. I look forward to getting more of those as we progress through the season. But just seeing a guy like that from afar and just understanding, like, a guy that I grew up watching on TV, wearing his jerseys, and now he's close enough for me to touch, it's it's just a great – it's really surreal in a sense that I get to see that on a daily basis and be around that. 
and not only him, just other big time players that we have on the team. Like we have multiple Pro Bowl guys, guys that have been All Pro consecutive years, multiple time Pro Bowl All Pros, and just a, a collective group of guys that have excelled at a high level. And just to be a part of that is a blessing in itself. Man, that's awesome, man. And you talked about Tom Brady and how he carries himself and how he's been able to have such longevity in the sport. And a lot of that deals with preparation. You know, I want to say Tom Brady, he's almost like LeBron. He has his own trainer he, that does his nutrition and his training in the offseason. So that's just, you know, the money he invests in himself to play a 17, 18-week season on top of pretty much a guaranteed three to four weeks in the playoffs if you're talking about Tom Brady to, to be able to go 22, 23 weeks out of a whole year you know, banging pads and, you know, have that type of, you know, stamina, have that type of fitness and have that type of mental, you know, awareness. Tell me about the preparation it takes as a player and as a coach and just tell the people how important preparation is because I'm sure we got some people that are in high school aspiring to be collegiate athletes. You have collegiate athletes aspiring to be pro. Talk about the preparation from a player standpoint. And a coaching standpoint, you know, as far as, you know, what you have to do and what it takes. Because a lot of people, you know, my saying is preparation is uh, negated. Um, uh, preparation negates fear. So that means that if it's something that I'm afraid of, the reason I'm afraid of it most of the time is because I haven't prepared for it. You know, uh, Tom Brady, prime example, it's no defense he's afraid of because he's prepared for it. You know, if you listen to the analysts, they tell you all the time, Tom Brady's going to take what they give him. You know, he already knows what they're going to give him based on how they line up. And even if they stem out of the formation, he knows where it's going to go based on, you know, his points. You know, so talk about preparation and how important it is. And you being a strength and conditioning coach, because the 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 Super Bowls a lot of times are won in the offseason with preparation. So elaborate on how important preparation is to you and how you see it every day from collegiate athletes and how it translates over to professionals. No, no matter what sport you play or level you play or, whether you're in a business world or sports world, preparation is always key. It's one of those things, kind of how you said, where if you've been exposed to those things early on in a more controlled setting, you're not as afraid or you don't have that sense of fear because you're prepared for the moment itself. And so as a player, it's just understanding that you have great coaches around you. They're going to put this plan in place. And you just pretty much have to follow and follow the mold. And also it takes a lot of outside work itself. Like you can't, Preparation is not just doing whatever the cookie-cutter templates the coaches give you. A lot of those guys that really excel or are great players do a lot of things outside of the box, a lot of things away from the facility, a lot of things away from the, the room itself where they're preparing their, their minds, their bodies. Like you, you talked about Tom Brady and the way in which he uh, has his own personal trainer in the CB12 uh, foundational organization. And he, uh, I've been able to meet uh, his personal trainer, A.G., he does a great job with uh, some of our other players on the team as well that Tom's gotten rapport with. And so anytime when they go to like a physical therapy or they need a rehab or something like that, a lot of times they'll go to TB12 to get those type of things looked at, worked on. So it's been great just to see how everything coincides or everything works together. And like I said, as a player, the biggest thing is you have to be exposed to those things before that you're exposed to them in a live setting. So just pretty much exposing those guys. That's kind of my job as a coach. As a strength and conditioning coach, we really don't know. You don't know. Our job is to make sure we have the healthiest team as we progress through the season. Because, you know, along this game, we play a physical game, a long, like you said, a long season. You're looking at at least 20-plus weeks of football, banging and clanging and 
our job is to make sure those guys not only prepare physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but also that they have the wherewithal to be able to withstand the brunt and bruising and the contact and the wear and tear that's going to progress as we get farther along in the season. So as a coach, it's, I mean, you have to make sure those guys prepare. And that's one of those things where it's a, it's a constantly evolving thing where everything's becoming more uh, technology is taking more precedent now in the mid-2000s where we're starting to have technology that can give us instant feedback, instant data. We, it, even in my world, in the strength conditioning, we use a lot of data testing where we will test force, force production. I would say at least once or twice a week with each guy to see where we're trending. Our guys, I guess you would say plateauing, are they continuing to uh, elevate, are they decreasing? And like stuff like that, we can kind of mitigate or adjust our programming as such to make sure that those guys are getting exactly what they need as we uh, get closer to game, as, as we get closer into camp, more so into the season, that we have a, at least a baseline to be able to see where those guys, where they're peaking, are they not peaking, like I said, are they plateauing. So we have a lot of tools and resources in place now where we get that feedback. It's not so much just the coaching eye. And as, as I mean, as you get more longevity, more experience in it, use a guy like Tom Brady. He's been in it almost 20-plus years. Like, he knows exactly what his body needs, how he should feel going into week 16 versus a guy that's a rookie that has no idea how what he's about to experience. Because, I mean, at the college level, 14 weeks, that's almost the maximum for each guy. You talk about 14 weeks, you're not even done with the regular season at the professional level. So those guys, we have to make sure they understand where they're, where they're about to get exposed to because it's going to be a new thing for them as well. So the biggest thing with preparation, you ha- you always have to master the fundamentals first. That's the biggest thing. Wherever the fundamentals of your trade, or your task or your sport, you have to master those first. And I've always heard that the rule of 10,000 hours, that's the rule of thumb. Like to become a master of anything, you have to put 10,000 hours into it. And so whether that's a basic backpedal, just continue to work on that basic backpedal. So you you can see step out, no false steps, no no awkward movement. If you're a receiver, you're coming out of your brace, you're not buggy stepping, you're not false stepping, you're just easy to uh, able to load that front foot and get to from point A to point B as fast as you can. Because, I mean, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, that's what the game is. It's about mastering those little things that are going to become big things in the overall scheme. Because once you've been playing it for so long, the game itself doesn't change. Now, there's different nuances in the game which, which you have to be prepared for. Like, I use a guy like Tom Brady as well. This is actually a cool story. So, for the majority of his career, the NFL actually, every position was assigned numbers, specific numbers for that position. But recently, in the last couple of years, guys have been able to transition to single-digit numbers, uh, whatever number of choice, depending on what position you play outside of, like, O-linemen. And some D-line, interior D-linemen, they still have uh, specific numbers that they have to wear. But just a, a cool story that I heard about him was actually when they changed the number, he actually had to go back. And the way in which he used to prepare kind of changed because he used to be able to identify the mic based off what number he wore. Oh, and wow. so when guys started with single digits at the mic position, he was like, it kind of changed up how he would, who he would keep as the mic in the defense whenever he's uh, allowing the offensive line to understand which set or which pass uh, protection they're doing and how it flows around the mic. And so that's actually something that once you get ingrained and you're used to doing something for a certain way and you never really know how you're going to have to adjust or adapt along the way. And uh, you talk about a guy that's been in the league for a while, and he had to even change his game or change the way in which he think because of uh, outside factors. So along along the lines of preparation, you also have to be able to adapt and adjust along the way and understand that the fundamentals say the fundamentals, but you also may have some things that come in that 
may not be what you've been previously exposed to that you also have to adapt and adjust and continue to conquer no matter what. Man, that's cool, man. You actually just dropped, dropped the gym because most people who watch football on Sundays when the QBs are mic'd up and the QB approaches the line of scrimmage and they scream out like Mike's 44, they have no clue what the quarterback is talking about. He's identifying who the Mike backer is because everything is based off the Mike backer. And for you to say that, you know, it was an issue with the single digits, it's kind of wild because, you know, even uh, – man, I walked on that state at 07, and sometimes the sets that we used to come down in, the free safety actually used to be the mic based on, you know, where you were on the field. We had tighter. We went back or back and pulled the DB out. Your mic actually would identify as a free safety. So that's that's kind of crazy that, you know, even he would have that issue with a change like that, man. That, that's – You'd be surprised what you hear about stuff on the pro level, man. That actually, you know, that did something to me when you said it, man. So now when we talk about preparation, preparation is one thing. And a lot of people, you know, associate preparation with hard work. But one thing about preparation and hard work I would like to, you know, ask your perspective on is talk about hard work, not just working hard, because we all know we can work hard with the wrong stuff. You know, it's working hard and it's working smart. But at the same time, we do know when you work hard in the right areas, good things happen. So talk about hard work and specific hard work. And you kind of hit it on it when you talked about the technology you have to kind of see if people are plateauing or they're still increasing, you know, with the force production and stuff like that. Talk about how important it is to work hard at the right things versus just working hard. Man, hard work is, is something that can't be substituted. Like you have to be so in tuned or that's, I would say hard work is one of those things that has to be kind of innately in you. Because a lot of us have the ability to work hard, but we naturally, the human the, the human tendency in us, we're always going to choose the path of least resistance. That's like water. Water is always going to find the, the easiest way to get to whatever point it's trying to get to. So the path of least resistance, we have to constantly, it's, it's a constant fight between our inside and our external to fight that path of least resistance. A lot of times, we know the way in which we should go, but it's a little bit harder than the route that it may be a little bit easier to cut that corner and get here. But the journey itself, a lot of times you miss the things or the lessons and the things that you need to learn along the way by trying to cut the journey out to get to the destination. Well, ultimately, the journey itself is what makes the destination the destination. You never know what you might have to go through to get where you go. But when you get to it the right way and you actually had to climb and you actually had to scratch and claw to get where you're going, it makes that arriving at that destination so much better. And, like, a little bit of my journey, like I said, like, there's going to be times when you're working hard and you don't see any results, you don't see anything that's being transpired or you don't see any increase or you feel like you're not getting the attention that you deserve. And a lot of times it's easy to innately just be like, you know what, this, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. But a lot of times if you just keep pressing, keep pressing, keep pressing, you'd be surprised how close you actually are to the destiny or destination that you have outline for yourself in the place in which you're um you're trying to get to just a little bit story about me being a walk-on like i said a lot of people really don't understand the route of being a walk-on and how it is so much different than a guy that's on scholarship early on it was a lot of times like i said during my career where i felt like i was outworking my opponent i felt like i was outworking my teammates and it just seemed like the things in which i wanted to receive for my labor they weren't transpiring so it's one of those things where even, like I said, human nature, we look for the path of existence. I, can't, I was sitting here in life, I said that there wasn't a time in, my, in, in time in mind where I was like, you know what, is this even for me? Like, is this really the route in which I want to take? Do I want to waste? In my, in my eyes, I, was, I felt like I was wasting time where I could be out here doing something, uh, making money, 
being able to pay for my college, being able to help my parents out, do this, do that. But all in all, I knew that I truly loved what I was doing. And so that's the biggest thing. Whenever you talk about if you truly love something, you're willing to work a little bit harder for what you love doing. And so there's a difference between working hard and working with a purpose. The purpose has to be the most important thing. You have to understand whatever you're trying to accomplish, you have to be locked in and focused on that task in itself. And a lot of times, going back to what we're talking about, preparation, just the fundamentals of whatever that may be, you have to master those first. And a lot of times, if you can just continue to elevate yourself, evolve yourself, because yourself is the most important part. We're, all, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly learning. Like, I look back at my life now. I'm almost 29 years old and to see where I've come in 29 years and how life has taken me through this journey that I had no idea was, was in place for me. But all in all, it's been a great experience. And a lot of that was, I mean, like you said, you would call it hard work, but a lot of that is working with a purpose. And also, like, not only hard work is just be checking a box. It, we all have, I mean, doing whatever is required of you after you is kind of the basics. You can just work hard and, I mean, never get anything for it, but you also have to work with a purpose and understand whatever purpose that is. There's a reason that I have to stay, stick with this. I have to be more concerned with the journey, not so much the destination, because that's where I'm going to get the most fulfillment from, and that's what's going to make shape me and make my story. So one day I can tell another young guy or young girl that's coming up with a similar path that keep pushing, hey, there's greater coming. And so I would say that the journey itself is, where hard work is the most important. You have to work and you have to understand the journey is the most important part of the whole route. Absolutely, man. One thing I have learned in my short stint of being on this earth is that the destination motivates the journey, but the journey maintains the destination, meaning that once you're at a certain point or a destination, your journey to get there motivates you to even go more. And vice versa, you know, you're motivated through your journey to get to that destination. So it worked hand in hand. So very important. You said something very key. You said you need to uh, work with a purpose. And that's called working hard at the right stuff, working in a purpose. So now opportunity. Well, that's the word everybody loves to throw around. You know, uh, I need my opportunity. I need my break. I need this, that, and the third. You know, I had one person tell me at one time, opportunities don't go away. They go to someone else. And that's actually true. But uh, opportunity is where preparation and hard work meets. So yeah. talk about having the courage to take advantage of opportunities because of your hard work. And really, honestly, if you want to specifically, I want to know about when you got the call from Tampa Bay. What made you say, hey, this is it? Man, opportunity, like I said, a lot of times we look for people to just hand us things. And that's one thing about life that a lot of times you will have blessings that come out of the sky and you don't really understand where they come from. And that's the exact opportunity you need. But many times, you have to be proactive. You have to be persistent. You have to continually, whatever it is that you're seeking to get, you have to be persistent with it. And a lot of times that requires knocking the door down, doing something, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things that are not the norm for you to really accomplish or get the, receive the opportunities in which you want. Story about the Tampa Bay opportunity. So I actually, uh, this kind of works hand in hand because you never really know the bridges in which you're building or the rapport that you're building with people. So long story short, the guy that I asked that hired me on at Tampa Bay was actually an assistant strength conditioning coach with uh, Mississippi State when I was playing. So as a player, he was my coach. And so at the time, I was just doing like what, what was required of me, trying to make myself better, make my teammates better, not really knowing that I was also laying the foundation to build rapport that one day in the future, that that would be the guy that would give me the opportunity of a lifetime to be able to reach a dream, reach a level that many, many seek to aspire to get. 
And that's being able to be a part of an NFL organization. And so I would say that you can't meet a stranger and you can't be, I would say, be nice to everybody, be cordial to everybody because you never really quite know who has the keys or who will be the person or the pawn to spear you or kind of get you in the direction in which you want to go. So a lot of that just comes with networking and relationship building. And along the way, like I said, he was my coach. He actually left before I was done playing and uh, took an assistant job with the Arizona Cardinals. And mind you, that's been me and him. We haven't really seen each other. And he was on, I think he was on staff in 2014. So you're looking at at least seven plus years where there really wasn't much communication, but he remembered me and he kind of followed my journey from afar. That's another thing too. You really never know who's keeping up with you or who's keeping track with you. Even when it comes to social media and the way in which you present yourself, like a lot of times people are looking at that stuff. So you have to be careful in which the image you want to get out because a lot of times you have to line your habits and your goals with the opportunity that you want to be presented down the road. Everything matters. Everything, I mean, everything plays a part in opportunity itself. So you pretty much have to make sure that whatever opportunity you're you're reaching or you're trying to get to, that you're preparing yourself right now. And like they always said, man, you don't dress for the job you have, you dress for the job you want. So that's, that's one of those things, uh, just a little bit of advice I can just give anybody. Whatever opportunity you're seeking, just go ahead and manifest in your head and understand that, one day I will be exactly where I want to be, but ultimately it's going to take life is a people's game. So it takes people, it takes uh, connections, it takes more than just you. You won't really, you'll get farther with other people than you would by yourself. So just be cordial, be nice. Like I said, treat everybody with respect. And I mean, just be truthful and just whatever image you want to portray or whatever thing, whatever you want to be, let that be at the forefront. The, uh, somebody that somebody can trust. Overall, just be a trustworthy person and just understand that I mean, whatever it takes to get the job done. Because, I mean, people just want people that they can trust and people that they understand are going to do whatever they can to make sure that we succeed as a team as, and they're going to hold themselves to a higher standard, be accountable to themselves, not only themselves, but to the organization or the people that they work with. And just, just have fun. Be yourself. Don't try to portray this image that you are something that you aren't. Be true to yourself because at the end of the day, you can always be yourself. It's hard as a fake being somebody else because at some point in time, that's a job in itself, trying to be somebody else. So just be whoever you are. Be comfortable being whoever you are. And like I said, just dress for the job that you want, not so much the job you have. Absolutely, man. Now, that's real free game right there. That's a gym drop right there. Now, I will say this, too. You know, opportunities are almost like having kids. You know, you got two boys. Dre, I got two boys. And I can raise my hand and say 100%. I was not 100% ready for to be a dad. Not that we couldn't do it, not that, you know, we wasn't good at it or anything like that. It's just that nobody is truly ready. So don't put yourself in a position to where you feel like you got to check all the boxes and be absolutely ready for an opportunity because a lot of learning happens on the fly. Like, you know, Dre would tell you, you know, right now, hey, man, you know, I didn't know everything when I walked on the Buccaneers facility, but I'm learning every day. But the fact that he was solid enough in who he was, his work ethic, his, you know, integrity, those things make you you know, ready for the next level. You're not going to be 100% ready for that opportunity. But at the same time, if you're solid, you know how to take care of your business. And like you say, you work well with people. It'll get you to those next opportunities and the next level. So, man, a lot of gems dropped, Dre. Appreciate the inside scoop on that story, man, because it's stuff out there like that all the time. And like you said, another good point, man, it's blessings everywhere. You just miss them because you don't know what they look like. And opportunities are the same way. You know, everybody saying, I need a job. I need this, that, and other. Man, it's 
stuff is around you. We're in the United States of America. We in North America. If there's no opportunity anywhere else in this world, it's here. So you got to figure out how to get your glasses straight so you can see these things. So good gems right now. Get it off your mind before you become a wreck. It's time to get it off your chest. This is my favorite part of the episode where we can get off tangent and we put it right on our guests. So we call this um, segment, get it off your chest. So anything that's pressing on your mind, whether that be in society, whether that just be internal to you from an athletic standpoint or anything, tell us something you want to get off your chest, man. It's on you. you man, man, we can just talk about the world in itself, man. You you look around, man. I'm watching the news. Like I said, I, I had some time away uh, to actually get away uh, from the job, get away from Tampa. We actually uh, – back visiting my parents, you know what I'm saying? I, I gave uh my boys get a chance to be around the grandparents. I get a chance to see some of the fam for the holidays and right before I get back and we get into the stretch for camp. But just the world in itself, man, it's so much craziness going on and oh, you talk about being a parent and seeing like I mean, every time you turn around it's a mass shooting here, killing here and like I would say it's it's kinda scary, man, being a parent and understanding that they always say it gets worse before it gets better. And, like, understanding that I'm raising two boys in this society. I'm br- I brought two boys in this world that ultimately one day they're not going to – I'm not going to be able to handhold them. I'm not going to be able to, you know, hey, you can't do that. I'm going to have to allow them to get off the porch. Well, you know what I'm saying? We used to call it get, jump off the porch. I'm going to have to give them the opportunity to jump off the porch. And it's just crazy to just sit back and think, like, how far – like, I mean, you've always had certain things, but it just seems like every time you turn around now, it's just something new and something, whether it's, the virus, whether it's killing, whether it's politics, whether it's entertainment, all kind of stuff that, I mean, these kids are getting exposed to on a daily basis, man. They can't even feel safe going to school. It's just something that, I mean, it, it really, it, it doesn't sit right with my spirit, man. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm just trying to figure out where do we go from here. And I, I know that it really starts individually first, but also, like, we have to be, we have to have the awareness to understand that, I mean, this is a this is a this is a, a growing issue. Like, it's not going to get better like no time soon unless we understand and come together and understand what's the resolution or what's the best. I guess you would say solution to the problem itself. And it's one of those things where I mean, I just don't really know where we go, but I feel like something has to be done, man. No, I I totally agree with you, man. I got a first grader oh, that's about to start school, and man, just. You know, school used to be safe. Now, I will say this. The only thing about school you really had to worry about is somebody at school whooping your ass. That's about it. But, man, when you got to go to school and somebody can potentially come in and, you know, shoot your school up, man, it's it's, it's different, man. And like you said, me and you are parents. You know, we're, we're away. You know, either we taking them to daycare or they in school or things like that. We can't be with them just because the way the life is designed, you know, having to go to work and do these things. But, Man, it, it is very scary. It is something to think about. And it, it, it will take some things to change, you know. So, But, man, appreciate you on this episode, man. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom to go out on? Any points, anything you want to tell people? Any shout-outs, man, or where people can find you yeah, on Instagram man. or anything like that? Let us know. Yeah, man. Hey, anybody, you can follow me. My, uh, my IG is Dre, D-R-E, Ward, W-A-R-D, Senior. You can follow me on IG. Uh, shout out to my boy Justin Miller. That's my uh, my chapter bro, my pro fight man. I hate he couldn't be on the show, man. But we've had some good talks as well. Uh, my family, man. Uh, I'm uh, like I said, me and Mario, we're family through marriage, man. It's great to have this connection too. Like I said, you just never really know how things line up in your life and 
who you've been connected to. But overall, man, just be cordial, be yourself. And, I mean, just enjoy everything that comes with it because, I mean, one day, life can change in a day, I'm telling you. Like, it takes, I would say, six months of just hard work, dedication, man. You'd be surprised what it'll do for you. Like, a little bit about uh, something else I, I never really mentioned. So, to get to where I'm at, you have to be certified in strength and conditioning. And so, I actually had to take a test that is a two-part test, man. One of the hardest things i ever done in my life. And so, the first time, I give you, just make it short and sweet. First time, failed it. And so, man, I'm very discouraged. I didn't know what to do. I I felt like I had studied so hard, man. Gave it all I got. Couldn't pass it. Took it again, man. Same thing. I got I got, but this time around, I got better. And a lot of times, that's 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 the part that I want to focus on the most. And like, no matter what you're doing, you might not be where you want to go, but as long as you're elevating, as long as you're increasing, like kind of like what I was talking about, tracking the guys there, uh, force production throughout the year. As long as they're elevating, and they're going forward. We don't. You don't have to peak peak just now. As long as you're elevating, as long as you're going in the right direction and, and you're not taking steps back, that's a great sign in itself. So no matter what you're doing, man, just keep pushing. If you see increase, you see uh, you're going in the right direction, you see just a small glimpse. Hey, and you got to take small wins with the big wins, man. So just celebrate life, celebrate the small wins as if, if they're big wins, and just keep pressing and pushing, man. And like I said, I was able to uh, finish it out in the third time. And like I said, my life was able to change in the blink of an eye. So – just six months of hard work and dedication, man. You'd be surprised what they'll do for you. Man, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to leave out on this. We've been talking about Tom Brady a lot, but I'm going I'm to flip the script, man. I'm going to talk about my man, um, Joe Cool, man, Joe Burrow. Oh, if you know, <laughs> if you noticed know last season, Joe Burrow went into a playoff as a wild card, ended up in the Super Bowl, and literally was one sack away from winning. If you pay attention, uh, Jalen Ramsey fell on the coverage and Jamar Chase was running down the field by himself. He was one sack away from being the champion. Yeah, Aaron Donald won a Super Bowl for him for sure. Absolutely. So my message to everybody is never be too big for the moment. You will have those opportunities. First of all, recognize them. See what they are. Don't be too big for them. Be yourself. Be solid. And just stick to who you are. And like I said, if you were good enough to get to the opportunity, you're good enough to get through the opportunity. Because everybody, the, the chance to fail and the chance to see it are one and the same. You just need a chance. This is Super yep. Real Grande. This is Dre Ward, and this has been the Quality Control Podcast. Inspect what you expect. Let's get on a roll. It's about time for some quality control.